What's the difference between Tai Chi and Qigong? The ancient, beautiful, and mysterious arts of Tai Chi and Qigong are best known for their cool and inspirational martial arts movements. Slow-moving and fascinating Chinese masters on the mountains, enlightened masters meditating and healing others. And while most of that is true, there's a much broader and very special aspect to these ancient treasures. Basic definitions of Tai Chi and Qigong. Qigong, or pronounced uh, Qi Gong, Q-I-G-O-N-G, Qi Kong, K-U-N-G, Qi Gong, or Qi Gong, with G-U-N-G, is a system of coordinated body posture and movement, breathing, and meditation used for the purposes of health, spirituality, and martial arts training. Tai Chi, short for Tai Chi Chuan, or Taji Quan, is an internal Chinese martial art practice for defense training, health benefits, and meditation. Internal, quote-unquote, by virtue of the inner power, a power from softness and stillness, or use of inner spirit, energy, or qi, pronounced qi, c-h-e-e, -E, actually spelled q-i in most, most terms. And while internal is defined, it certainly has an external component as well, expressing many physical forms and techniques, especially martial art movements, with a very slow, calm, soft, yet powerful flow. The emphasis and most important aspect, however, is the internal. That's very important. As I was taught, Taji Kwan is an ancient Taoist philosophical term symbolizing the interaction of the yin and yang symbol that we all know. The classic round black and white symbol with the, you know, with the black side having the white dot and the white side having the black dot. Opposite manifestations of the forces of nature, the changing of all things. In the classic Taji diagram, where Taji can be translated as grand extreme in Quan, meaning basically fist or boxing. So essentially what it means is grand extreme boxing. And it's very important to think about yin and yang as complementary opposites. Each gives birth to the other. The essential teaching here is that hardness comes from softness and speed comes from stillness. There's much, much more to it. There's much more to Taji Kwan, but these are very important basics to understand. Variations of Tai Chi and Chiba. There are many variations of Tai Chi and Qigong around the world. They all originated in ancient China long ago and both serving a cohesive yet different purpose. They're definitely related. Tai Chi has many definitions, descriptions, and meanings around the world with varying stories, traditions, and beliefs, but primarily all tend to point to the same thing. And although principally the same, even in its traditional uh, Chinese roots, there's a great deal of variance among its own history. Keeping in mind, as time goes on, when styles evolve, styles vary, slight variations occur, thus affecting the accuracy of the meaning of Tai Chi. But principally, it's all the same. Tai Chi um, has been said and taught that it originated first as a healing art slow movements, light touch, and energy cultivation behind the art of Qigong. Again, they're kind of related. 
Qigong is traditionally viewed by the Chinese and throughout Asia as a practice to cultivate and balance qi. Qi, again Qi, as it's spelled, is a concept from traditional Chinese culture that roughly means vital energy, information, breath, life energy, or spirit, among many other definitions. But primarily I think of it as energy. The energy in all things, because everything has energy in it. Let's see, that's what we'll call qi. Gong, G-O-N-G, spelled gong, Again, pronounced differently in different parts of the world, but gong, although translated again in many different ways, for example, like in, in Gong Fu, so as, as I was brought up watching the, the show Kung Fu Show or, or taking Kung Fu lessons, it's actually gong, gong fu, as well as in qigong, generally means cultivation or mastery. Um, but as my teacher has taught, gong has a much broader and special and deeper meaning. I'm only focusing here on the basics. Qigong practice typically involves moving meditation, coordinating slow flowing movement, deep rhythmic breathing, and a calm meditative state of mind. People practice Qigong throughout China and worldwide for recreation, for exercise, relaxation. They practice it for preventative medicine, self-healing, alternative medicine, again meditation, self-cultivation, um, and certainly training for martial arts. While there are many studies linking wellness to these traditions, you can find many, many studies to these. There are, you know, sadly, equally as many studies showing that there is no effect. So ultimately, I think it's a left to the to personal belief. After all, your truth and my truth and others' truths may be different than the real and actual truth. But for me personally, I believe wholeheartedly behind it and its effects on our spirit, soul, and body as well as the effect it has on others. It's no secret that, number one, everything's made of mysterious energy. Number two, movement is a vital part of human existence and health, which includes flexibility, strength, balance, and motion. Number three, the spiritual component of the human condition is mysterious, it's factual, and easily affected by positive versus negative thought patterns, practices, methods, etc. All of these things go hand in hand. So, Qigong and Tai Chi, for me especially, play an important role in bettering myself, my real self, as well as in helping others. Both work together first and foremost as an internal art or practice, developing, again, vital energy and spirit from the universal, earthly, or godly spirit. We call Qi or key or chi or the Tao or God or whatever you want to call it, whatever you're comfortable with. External power, which can be impressive. I've, I've witnessed it myself. I've felt it myself, but it is very, very impressive, the external power. It's merely a way to exert, express, and improve uh, physical energy, strengthen and improve cardiovascular, ligament, tendon, and muscle wellness, as well as martial arts skill. The ancient teachers and even my current friend and master teacher, Master Yang, will always teach nonviolence and not focus on the fighting skill, not to use it as a, pardon my French here, but a kicking ass technique. In fact, most good teachers won't even accept students like this. And this practice moves you much farther away from the true and deeper skills uh, important in Qigong and Tai Chi practice. Think of Tai Chi and Qigong as a very special ancient body, mind, and spirit practice that can contribute to nurturing development, 
and training the best version of yourself. Historically speaking, Confucianism may have used it to provide or promote longevity and improve moral, moral character. Um, in Taoism and Buddhism as part of meditative practice, uh, Chinese martial arts certainly to enhance self-defending uh, abilities. Traditionally, Qigong was taught by master to students through training and oral transmission with an emphasis on meditative practice by scholars and gymnastic or dynamic practice by the working masses. It became very popular. So it became and still is a very important part of Chinese culture as well as making its way around the world. You're starting to see it in many, many locations around the world. As moving meditation, Qigong practice typically coordinates slow, stylized movement, deep diaphragmatic breathing, and calm mental focus with visualization of guiding qi through the body. While implementation details vary, generally qigong forms can be characterized as a mix of four types of practice primarily in my research. Dynamic, static, meditative, and activities requiring external aids, you know, weapons and different, different devices and things. About qigong forms and practice, there are numerous qigong forms. Um, from what I started doing research on, I found roughly 75 plus ancient forms, just from what I can find. They can be found in ancient literature and also roughly 56 plus common or contemporary forms that have been described in the Qigong compendium and literature and books and so forth and so on. This list by no means is exhaustive. There's, there's certainly many others. Many contemporary forms were developed by people who had recovered from their illness after Qigong practice. There's a lot of research on that. It's actually fascinating. Most of the Qigong forms come under the following categories. You've got medical Qigong, you've got martial Qigong, spiritual Qigong, uh, what else? Intellectual Qigong and life nourishing, right? uh, life nourishing Qigong. Some forms include, but certainly aren't limited to, health qigong, uh, muscle tendon change classics. You know, um, you've got health qigong, five animals, frolics. Uh, you've got six healing sounds qigong. You've got eight pieces of brocade, the baduan jin. So there's several forms, primary forms. Um, and then there's many techniques. The most advanced practice is generally considered to be little, little or no motion. Whether viewed from the perspective of exercise, health, or philosophy, or even martial arts training, several main principles emerged concerning the practice of Qigong. So here's a few. Intentional movement, careful, flowing, balanced style. Number two, rhythmic breathing, slow, deep, coordinated with fluid movement. Awareness, calm, focused, meditative state. Visualization of Qi flow, philosophical tenets and aesthetics. Chanting sounds, use of sound as a focal point can be very helpful. Softness, soft gaze, gentle, expressionless face. Solid stance, firm rooting, firm footing, erect spine. Relaxation, relaxed muscles, slightly bending the joints. Balance and counterbalance, motion over the center of gravity. Equanimity, more fluid, more relaxed. Tranquility, empty mind, high awareness, 
And then the last one I have is stillness, smaller and smaller movements, eventually to complete stillness, again, which is very important, kind of counterintuitive, but very important. About Tai Chi forms and practice now. Tai Chi's formative influences allegedly came from Taoist, Taoist and Buddhist monasteries, ways in which locals, families, and individuals could maintain a healthy way of life as well as protect themselves from factions, armies, or enemies. It was however written that Tai Chi's roots stem primarily from the Chen family village by a man named Chen Bu, a skilled martial artist. Now there's a lot of history here, so I encourage you to read and research further on that. While Tai Chi is typically or typified by its slow movements, many styles, including the three most popular, uh, Yang, Wu, and Chen, have secondary, faster-paced forms. Some traditional schools teach partner exercises known as push hands or pushing hands and martial applications of the postures of different forms. Essentially though, Tai Chi practice combines meditation, movement, push hands, drills, self-defense techniques, balance, core work, forms are certainly very important as well as well as a very important aspect of internal energy or mental and spiritual emphasis that plays a huge part on really good deep Tai Chi practice. There are basically five major styles of Tai Chi named after the Chinese families who originated them. You have Chen, Yang, Wu Hao, Wu, and Sun. Each style shares the underlying theory, but their training differs. And dozens of new styles, hybrid styles, and offshoots certainly followed, although the family schools are accepted as standard by the international community. How Tai Chi and Qigong relate? Qigong, again, involves coordinated movement, breath, and awareness used for health, meditation, and martial arts. While many scholars and practitioners consider Tai Chi to be a type of Qigong, the two are commonly seen as separate closely related practices. Qigong plays an important role in training for Tai Chi. Many Tai Chi movements are part of Qigong practice. The focus of Qigong is typically more on health or meditation than martial applications. Internally, the main difference is the flow of Qi. In Qigong, the flow of Qi is held at a gate point for a moment to aid the opening and cleansing of the channels, as they're called. And opening the various channels, kind of like the chakras. In Tai Chi, the flow of Qi is continuous, thus allowing the development of power by the practitioner. It's constantly flowing and moving, if you will. Again, the emphasis is on the grand extreme, quote unquote, or opposites. They work together, hand in hand, as do most things in life. So if you're interested in a very deep, spiritual, and fascinating mind, body, and spiritual practice, I encourage you to look more into Qigong and Tai Chi. There are hundreds, if not thousands of books, movies, videos, and articles on these practices, and endless information online. For me personally, an absolutely beautiful and honorable part of my own physical and spiritual well-being and growth that helps me not only better myself, but to help others achieve their best. My, my personal recommendation would be to start with my teacher, Master Yang Yang. He and his teachings can all be found online at www.wachi.com. That's W-A-Q-I.com, where you can study, practice, and learn right from your own home. 
He also has books and videos available as well. Beyond that, start your own journey right where you are, one step at a time, and then grow, learn, and practice, and then share that with others.